Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We've got all kinds of topics. Thunder played maybe their worst game of the season in a loss against the lowly Houston Rockets last night. Should they stay or should they go? Should they stay in the chase for a play-in spot? Or should they stop and move on? And kind of say, you know what? We played 52 out of 82 games to win. Now let's lose some. Because, you know, it's weird. It feels like they're... They've played way too well to really be a factor in the lottery. Not so fast, my friend. We'll talk about that. Thoughts on Tom Brady and the Mount Rushmore. I had a bunch of people texting me after the show yesterday. And I'm normally one of those, like, not really a participation ribbon type guy. But I think there is merit to having two different Mount Rushmores. And I'll explain why and see what you think uh, when we get there we're going to talk bedlam off the top but in the second segment i'll tell you what i'm going to do jared i'm going to loan you joe castiglione's fedora hat and red jacket that you see him with all the time okay and i'm going to allow you to fix ou basketball uh do i have unlimited resources money is no object okay Let's go. I will allow you to fix OU basketball. Then we'll talk about the game last night and a lot of things surrounding that game as well. Right off the top of the show, 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That is 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We'll talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, there are a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com. Download the app. The app's got it all. It's got radio. It's got the Penny News. Pick up a brand new edition of the Penny News. At your favorite local newsstands. Those are out everywhere right now, the Penny News. Big Elk and Paragon TV coming up tomorrow. Games all over the place. Of course, the playoffs start a week from tomorrow. You've also got Skinny on Sports Podcast, KADSAM.com. And now, are we back? I believe so believe back on itunes the itunes thing has been resolved i had to chat with somebody i think was human who knows yeah, who knows to let him know uh i've checked everything i was able to get past the point where i didn't have to give him a credit card number and get into uh basically the the back side of it and i checked everything and it was working fine and so i said hey what's up and, um, you know, got those support chat things. And I guess I uh, 
got to, uh, got him to uh, look at it and do the right clicks and whatever. So, and then all of a sudden my phone was blown up. New podcast, new podcast, new podcast. Yeah, see, that's what I kept on waiting for that to happen to my phone and it never did. Okay, but so did maybe, you check and did you see? I mean, yesterday's was there. Yeah, maybe we need so, to resubscribe or something. But it's there, so I was worried that I'd have to start all over and we'd have to tell all of our listeners um, unsubscribe and resubscribe, mm-hmm. which would have been a pain. So don't have to do that. It should all be there. Should be there. So I'm happy about that. It's always hard to tell on my phone because the Life 360 app is blowing my phone up all the time so much that it's, you know. What is that? You don't know what Life 360? Where you can kind of, I mean, with just me, Karen Wyatt, to make sure we know where everybody's at, I guess. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Well, guess what? Yeah, we're spying on our child. That's okay because I have I purchased Apple AirTags and put them in my kids' backpacks. Oh, there you go. My wife probably mad. I just told the world that, but that's okay. But the girls know. Yeah, here we are. Underwhelming. That was the name that of was yesterday's. yesterday. Yeah, so I see it on my iTunes. All right, you're there then. We're good. Oh, I don't want to play it. I have an idea. Oh, ah! there it goes. Well, at least we know it works. So it's playing. It's playing. Okay, I was going to. I was really trying to see. Oh boy, now I've got a mess. <laughs> Just close the app entirely. Just get out. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not very good at technology. Okay. You good? No, I'm fine. You're right. I've got it out of there. Okay. Good deal. But yes, the app is back. Or I'm sorry, the uh, podcast is back. Drew. And a lot of people really, it's convenient for them to listen on their own time. I've had a lot of people say that. And we've always had it available on our website, but people like those alerts and they and they like that podcast. So no doubt. Happy to bring it back. Make it work. No, Drew. Drew's being ornery on the text line. I see that. Live 360s for Kara to track me. What is there to track with me? What you go to work and you go home? You take Wyatt to basketball. What, what, I might go to a basketball practice. You, you, if it's a nice day, we know where you're at. It's no secret. <laughs> yeah, right. I know where <laughs> if, everybody if, else gets to go. If if you're not involved with basketball, when it's a nicer day, it's when I get chained to my desk. That usually how it works, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't know what a nice day is down in my dungeon. Yeah, I know. I have to text you. Hey, we're we're leaving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I listen for the cues, um, because our uh, coworker likes to talk and text. <laughs> so I listen for his cues when he's texting a certain other coworker, and I know they're gonna duck Things out. Things are getting close. They are gonna <laughs> leave here in a little bit. I know what's going on. All right. That's what being a news guy is. You st- you pay attention to You're everything. Always, yes. You're always paying attention. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Everyone's leaving Everyone's because leaving it's 72 three. outside. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. Monday might be a thing, so. Everyone's playing golf now. <laughs> Except for us. They call them meetings. Yeah, ever since Jimmy came here, I got I, I quit getting it. Quit, quit get it. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Get it. Get it? I quit getting invited. To the meetings? To the meetings. I think once they took me out a couple times, they realized I'm not good at golf. I (laughs) was cut off. Yeah, see, I think it's the opposite for me. No offense. 
I think Jimmy, Yo, Jimmy is more com- it's more competitively balanced. <laughs> he's he's beatable. Well, Jimmy is so, one of those three instead so, of me out there. Yeah, if that's the case, I should be invited. If yeah. they're looking for someone to beat, no, I think it's just more. We're just f- more competitive. Competitive, yeah. yeah. And Jimmy talks a bunch of trash to him. Yes, he does. A lot of words we can't say on air. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh no, Drew just sends Dallas Cowboy quarterback for ten more years. Dak Prescott, a plan for that? That's a bad plan. Is that? A, is there a link? He's got it. I don't know. Fish Sports. What? It's verified. Which that's not a thing anymore, I guess. But no, you it, can buy a verified. It's it, oh, it's that guy. Uh, what's his name? Fisher down in the DFW area. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it's a no for me too. Nobody wants Dak Prescott for uh. guaranteed ten more years, do they? I don't. What was uh, I I'm not 100 percent sure I want him for ten more minutes. Yeah, I'd love to know Drew's reaction to the news that McCarthy is now making the call yes. the plays. Yeah, how's that working out for you there, Drewby? Boys, uh, I still almost did it. San Diego, the Chargers. Uh, they did they upgrade? Yeah, we'll see. Well, probably anybody's upgrade from the the lunatic Staley. Yeah, we'll see about that. Ah, uh, boy, last night not much fun if you were wearing the crimson and cream. What a perfect time! What a perfect encapsulation for OU basketball oh, over the yeah. past few years. Yeah. You come off an, an, a, an astounding win over Alabama on Saturday. <clears throat> the weather works in your favor to where you can literally let people in for free, so it was a packed house. Couldn't wait. I mean, the, the, what a perfect time to just dismantle Oklahoma State. Everybody leaves there with great feelings, and maybe the, I mean, there's some huge home games coming up with great teams. And this would spur a an awesome home environment for the last month and a half or whatever. And instead, Oklahoma State just dominated. 10 to 2, then it was 24 to 12, then it was 42 to 28 at halftime. I think the lead grew at least to 19 or maybe in 21. It might have been 63 to 42 at one point. And OSU just whipped OU all up and down the floor last night to the point where a loud orange power chant was audible on the broadcast and everyone was leaving in droves and going well this is why i don't come to ou basketball just embarrassing last night for oklahoma no other way to say it this this is the low point folks lower than down at tcu the like last tuesday or whatever it was this is it it doesn't get any more rock bottom than allowing than opening up lloyd noble for free to get a huge crowd for bedlam and then just taking an absolute butt whipping. Should Mojer be fired? It's only uh, year two, but I'm, I want it. <clears throat> Should he be done? Because it's not working. See, it's it's, it's not working. So Whatever what he, works Saturday then? That fluke. What works Saturday? Everything was falling. Alabama's defense was porous at best. They're ranked two. Apparently, that's a curse now. Yeah, <laughs> but is it is it is it is the Mosier just was it just not? It's just not working. It's just not. It's not a fit. 
Are we at this point, if you're an OU fan, thinking, come on, Notre Dame, take him away? Because we got to hit the reset button. It's hard to sit here and imagine. Now, things change really quickly. Really quickly. With transfer portal and all that. And especially college basketball, where two dudes, just look at Kansas State. Things change, can change fast. But is he able to recruit the guys that make it change? That's the problem. I think he's an excellent, like X's and O's coach. He obviously is. Because he was able to take worse players and beat people at Loyola Chicago. But the problem is that was in a one-off in an NCAA tournament game. It's harder to do that consistently in the grind that is the Big 12. And, oh, by the way, as good as the Big 12 has ever been. So it's, it's, not, the, it's not the best timing of all time to try to be the little engine that could in what is a monster conference. So th- there's a lot of things working against him. But can you what 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 would if, if I say no? Then what would I, what leg would I stand on to tell you no? I mean the top twenty five recruiting class that they did have that, so that's an upgrade in the talent. But that's coming. That's coming allegedly. We'll no, see. it's signed. I mean it's a signed class. It's well, not allegedly I mean, there, coming. There's there's. We'll see what the product is on the court, but I see what you're saying. Well, it's a lot damn better than being 70th. Yeah. I mean, you know, as far as what the talent is supposed to be. But with what's on campus now, and that, you know, even that, as you're relying on freshmen, which places do that, and it, I mean, basketball is so much different than football. You can get freshmen to have immediate impact. Oh, yeah, you can. And it just takes one. It just takes one. To turn out way better than you think, and all of a sudden, you know, you're you're on the right track. But man, it's 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 getting harder and harder to def- to defend it. I can tell you that because it just looks like they're so outclassed, and they are so outclassed in the paint. Yeah, they're. I mean, was- Caleb Boone, Cisse, they're they're athletic, no doubt. They're they're pretty good players. But, dude, they're not NBA guys. Like, guaranteed NBA guys that you're thinking, oh, yeah, of course, they're kicking our tail. That ain't it. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it. I'm not going to tell you no. Well, I'm, I'm fed up with it. And it starts, it's like everything in life. You, you start at the top, you know. You're tired of paying high gas prices. You look at President Biden, right? It starts at the top. You're tired of this product that we're seeing in Norman. It starts with me at, with um, with Porter Mosier. And as good of a coach as he is, that, and I don't doubt that he's a good coach. It's just when the results are more L's than W's and more empty seats and boos, that's where I start. There has I don't know he's a great guy nice guy everything but sometimes it just doesn't fit it's like you want it to fit it's like a puzzle piece and you're pounding the table to try to make it fit it's just not for me I don't see it working and I maybe I'm overreacting 
It's only year two. Maybe he gets a little bit of a pass because he had to really rely on the transfer portal to get guys in and try to make this work this year. Let's see what this recruiting class is coming in. And like you said, basketball is different than football. You know, I'm not sitting here proclaiming that OU is going to have this amazing football season because they've signed the fourth best class this season. It takes time for that to to uh, to see the results. But in basketball, you can see results, and I agree. So maybe I was a little overreactive saying, should he go like after the season or something, give him one more year. But if the results are the same after year three, and then that, that discussion needs to be had. Well, here's my thing. Because there's no excitement. Well, but if it's, if year three is just going to end up like year one and two, why not do it? Right, but we don't why know. go through it. Right, I understand that, but we don't know. I mean, that's the thing. We just don't know. We we can't. We don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what that year three is going to look like. Right. So it's it's the problem is there's no why fire a guy for something that hasn't happened yet. Well, because but, nothing's happened. That's the problem for him is. The reason why you wouldn't fire him because you're being like, well, you could go like, well, he's getting these guys. It's just not working. No, he's not getting these guys. He's not getting anybody. He got the Groves brothers. Oops. Yeah. That ain't it. I mean, when you look at what they've got and what they've got on the bench, and it's not, I mean, this may be as good as it gets. Even with that recruiting class coming in? Well, I mean, if they don't pan out, I mean, two two guys that are four star forwards. One from Bel Air, one from well, Bel Air, Texas, and then one from uh, Georgia. Both four stars, both, you know. But when that's what you're relying on, I mean, the one guy's the 49th best player in the country. And so, sure, if they hit, and maybe that's, maybe, okay, these, you guys, these two guys are your saviors. Top 100 type guys, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's it. Okay, here you go. Let's see what happens year three with these. And then if it doesn't work, it's not going to, and we'll move on. And you give him a shot of the portal with Groves not coming back. I don't know why he would scare off anybody that's any good as a post-presence, right? But there's that there's that sentiment out there that he couldn't get guys in the portal because of – the Groves come, you know, people didn't want to sit on the bench. Well, if you're any good, surely you could beat them out. You know. So maybe you're three. I mean, who who do you get? I mean, I think there is a style there. And when Jared puts on his Joe Castiglione hat here in a little bit, I hope that that's something that he considers. But I think I think that there is. Here's the truth. OU basketball fans are incredibly fickle. And so you have to play to their wishes. I mean, think about Kelvin. A lot of people didn't like Kelvin because he didn't win the way they wanted him to. He was winning, but it wasn't (laughs) the way they wanted him to win. It wasn't winning like Billy did. Yeah, they won at Billy Ball. That's right. And they still do. Here's the truth of it. They still do. And that ain't Mosier. And the problem for Mosier is he's had chances to get those wins, especially this year. Those Ernie Abercrombie hitting a three 
with Kelvin's denim shirt on and Lloyd Noble that that started to endure, even though they weren't playing the right way, quote unquote. At least you're you're making headroads. You can see progress. The NCAA tournament. Not only is it a, I mean, it's not even a question that we're in. Just what's the seed? That's the issue. It's never been easier to make the NCAA tournament, and he's about to not do it. Twice. Both years. Last night. Does that tell you more about OU or Alabama? Um, I don't know. Because Alabama turned around and, and rebounded nicely against Vanderbilt. I know it was Vanderbilt, but still. They they came out and, and uh, whipped them. It might just tell us that was just a massive upset. That's why they call them upsets, right? Yeah. And do you, that's that's so funny because do you want to be the team? That's why they call them upsets. It's because a massive underdog, unranked team, beat one of the top teams in the nation. What's that tell you about your program? You were not supposed to be good and beat that team. And guess what? You're not good. No, they're not good. <laughs> Oklahoma is not a good basketball team. They're just not. No, that, no. That's pretty clear. No, they're not. They're they're not any good. But if you're Alabama and you're supposed to be good, how do you take a beating like that from a team that's not any good? I think maybe um, coming in a little overconfident, thinking this team – couple games over 500 we should roll in this game and walk through it and again oh you just shot lights out because well, they're they wide they're, open yeah and alabama's defense was i think, I think it goes back to they just lack of hustle and, and lack of concentration and well i can out tell you conference. this alabama's I mean, not going to be a team i put into a final four no based solely off that game and now i may be wrong but based solely because you got beat by 25 by let's call it what it is the worst team in the big 12 it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's the toilet bowl come up against Texas Tech later, or whatever. But who who would you rather play, Oklahoma or Tech? If you're anybody else in the conference, Oklahoma, of course, because everybody. Because outside play. of a free ticket to the damn game, even if you're going to Norman, nobody's going to be there. Yeah. Whereas at Tech, they're going to show up. How good is OSU? They've turned a corner. They're getting – They've. it's like they – and I see what you wrote down here, but they've figured it out. And I was kind of thinking that even yesterday. It's like, it looks like they have figured it out. They've turned a corner. And, um, I mean, good, not great. Is that a good description of them? Yeah, I mean, they're – Right? Okay. I mean, that's, that's the problem for – I mean, they're still losing to the ranked teams in the conference, but they're beating the ones that they should beating the teams that should be beating well, now there's team there's early in the year it was like they're losing games they weren't supposed to be losing and it was like what is going on and it's like they've turned that corner like okay we've figured ourselves out we we are better than these teams and we should be beating these teams and you just hope that they can go down the road here and win some of these games that they're quote-unquote not supposed to be winning those ranked teams well for instance beating iowa state on their home floor yeah coming back from like 18 down in the first half Right. Which they did. Yeah. I mean, they won four of five. 
That's the problem for for Mosier and OU though. This this is nowhere near a good Oklahoma State team of what you think of as a good team. You know what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. isn't in, anywhere near that. Are they better than they were a month ago? I think so. I think they're playing with more pace. I think you see Avery Anderson and Bryce Thompson doing a better job of creating the pace as the guards making shots more more consistently, getting to the free throw line more consistently than they did in the first of the season. But, I mean, when you, when you look at Oklahoma State's chances at a run in the tournament, I mean, what, win a game? This isn't a good Oklahoma State team for what you're used to seeing. But I do think they have kind of figured things out enough to be able to get into the NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah. You know, they still got yeah. Tech twice at West Virginia. And, and the truth of it is you trust them to win a game on their home floor against one of the better teams in the conference way more than you do Oklahoma. And so with the sweep against OU, they've already got four conference wins, thinking they can get four more. So if they could if they could sweep Tech, beat West Virginia, all they've got to do is win one of those to get the eight. And the way they play defense, who knows? Because they are a fantastic defensive team. And they just the athleticism between the two teams last night was just – I mean, it was like watching a high school team play an eighth-grade team. Especially down in the paint. I mean, my gosh, Caleb Boone just whipped OU's butt down low. I mean, it wasn't even close. Yeah, that's right. Cowboys are athletic and can play defense. Struggle on the offensive side. But that's why it's incumbent upon those guards to start playing quicker. Get get out in transition. Get easier buckets. So you're not just slogging down in the half court, missing threes. And they've done a better job of that. A lot better job of that. What are the chances in your mind, like percentage-wise, what are the chances that uh, that e- of, for each team to make the tournament? Zero percent OU. Yeah, it's, that's uh, bit, yeah, that's an easy answer. Zero percent OU, and again, OSU turning that corner. They got to get a couple of those wins that they're not supposed to win. I mean, that's really going to help their cause. Right now, I'd say they're above fifty percent. But that was a good. I mean, it was a good win. It was a win they should have last night. Every win's important, but they got to steal a couple. Maybe make a showing in the Big 12 tournament to show that the, the the committee, listen, in those situations, we can win a couple games. We can be competitive. We deserve to be in this tournament. So last night bolstered their chances. I would say they're at around this 55 65%. Chance right there, and then, like I said, get a couple of those wins, maybe even one, one road game ranked team win. I'll, I'd put them in after that. Yeah, I'm because they're gonna win the games. I, I'm I'm firm on this. They're gonna win the games they should win. I don't. I think they've turned that corner where they're not dropping games that they shouldn't be dropping. Mm-hmm. So chalk those up as wins. Go steal those wins that you're – So that's seven. If they beat Tech twice in West Virginia, that's seven. There you go. That's close. There you go. And and then give me – I'm not looking at their schedule. You may not even have to win a road game. Just win a home game. Uh, well, give beat me the Kansas road, at what home. Are, what are the road games? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Kansas – Beat Kansas it, Every at time home. Kansas comes into – Feels like OG beats them a bunch. They always either play them close or beat them. All right, so here's what but they the have. But the Big 12 tournament, too, that they can – 
we'll see what happens there. TCU at home on Saturday. That is a winnable game. Mm-hmm. Tech Tech next week at home. They have to win that one. Yeah. Go to Iowa State. Kansas at home. Go to TCU. Go to West Virginia. Host K-State. Host Baylor. Then go to Tech to finish it. So, so I'm looking at that TCU game at TCU. Go down there to Fort Worth. If you went on the whole, I mean, if if you just went all the home games, you're in. Absolutely, because that would be four, that's five, six, seven. That'd be nine and nine with wins over Kansas, Kansas State, and Baylor, along with Iowa State. Yeah, and TCU. You can book it then. Heck, you do that, you're not even in, worried about being in a play-in game. You might be in the top half of the conference at that point if you can if you can win all those games. That's a tough ask, though. But that's where you know steal one on the road at a TCU outside of Tech in West Virginia. Yeah. OU's not a 0% chance because they have a schedule that would allow them if they figure it out. Oh, they'll screw it up. Yeah, they're I mean they're it's losing. I don't see any more wins, honestly. Tech. Oh, they'll beat Tech at home. <laughs> so many times I thought I should win this game. Now they're liable to go win Saturday at West Virginia. They just I mean it's just the way this conference is, but the problem for them is They've only got two wins in the conference. And those close losses at the first of the conference season where it's like, oh, man, playing them close, that's a good sign. Nope, you needed to win about three of those instead of losing all five. So it's obvious there's a problem. And when it's obvious there's a problem, the job is to fix it. So, Jared, I'm giving you free reign to fix OU basketball, how do you do it? Uh, this is so chicken-egg thing, but do – I mean, you need better players, better coaches. So how do you get that? And I always go back to facilities. I know I'm I'm beating a dead horse with this one, but the fa- the facilities, just the location, it's archaic, the Lloyd Noble Center – and I and I know there's talk, but let's just if it's just hypothetical, money's not an option. What I'm doing, if you want to get those better players, attract maybe better coaches, I don't know. Get the boosters more involved, more excited, then it has to start with new facilities, a new arena. And the question is where? And we guess if we have track and field listeners, they're not going to like my solution here. Right there, east of the football stadium, there's the track and field, uh, track and field, the facility. That's where you build a new arena. That would essentially be on campus. You might ask about parking. Well, there's there's garage parking with the football field. People can park on. Maybe accommodate for parking when you build the new arena. Where do you put track and field? Just swap it. Take it out to the Lloyd Noble Center site. So you got a new building. You got new facilities. It's on campus. You might attract more of your student body to come and watch because it's right there, walkable from the campus, obviously. And then you might attract more uh, better players, better recruits, and, and then so forth and so on. So, But the other side of it is, well, why build – a new facility for a losing product. But it's not a losing product. Right now it is. Yeah, but for one year. 
And, and it's still not a losing product. It's not. It's a winning. It has a winning record overall. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it does. As bad as the conference record is, it it is a winning team at least right now. But it, over Oklahoma basketball isn't a losing product. It never has been in the past forty five years. You know, Jeremy makes a good point in the text line about when Tech brought in Bobby Knight. And it kind of was a shot in the arm for the Texas Tech basketball program. In a sense, I mean, oh, you did that when they brought in Lon Kruger in a way. They brought in a guy that yeah. he wasn't the big name like Bobby Knight, but he was a guy that knew how to get a team winning in, in to the Final Four. He's uh, done stuff that nobody else in the history of the game has done as a coach with multiple schools. But my problem with that is, and I get what he's saying, what Jeremy's saying here, but I my problem with that is – you know, you you want to find a guy, a co a young guy, right? That's going to be there for, you would hope, decades. That's but that's almost hard to do. You can't find the the next Bobby Knight or the next Coach K. You know, I think that's what Josie was looking to do with Porter Moser. Like, okay, he had a great success success over there at Loyola Chicago. He's he's a younger guy. Let's get him here and, and establish a program here. Maybe we can keep him here for a. 20 so years and maybe it's just the this this the uh the lumps that OU fans are gonna have to take until he can get that recruiting class in to get his vision there but um but back to my uh hypothetical fix I, I I again I go back to facilities and I know they're talking about but I mean are we what are they doing in Norman if you're going – you want a, a new facility, right? But, again, I think the biggest problem is it's not on campus, but where? Well, I, I've given you the option of where, and I know track and field doesn't like my answer, but that's the only thing I can think of is big, wide-open space right there next to the football field. Your football fans are familiar where it's at. Okay, just just like you're going to a football game, go park in your same spot that you You have do. it figured out. You finally said it. You finally you said – got to get the football fans in no. there. No. You don't. What's that? You got to get the basketball fans in there. Last night showed there is an appetite for OU basketball. That's the only positive of last night was that you didn't open the damn thing up for free and nobody showed up. Then you know you're in trouble. It was a packed house, and so you know there is appetite for OU basketball from the fan base, but it's not from the people that want to watch football. And the problem is they've got all these ticket things intertwined with football. And so when you get football tickets, the, the, the higher up you'll go, the more you'll donate, they'll just give you basketball tickets. Those people don't give a damn about OU basketball. They just want to watch football. And the problem is you're priced out the basketball fans. And they don't have access to the best seats because it's the schlups that aren't coming to watch because all they want to do is support OU football. Get that out of there. Take away. Get get basketball on its own. Yeah, you don't see them pairing up I mean, softball tickets with football. No. Because no, <laughs> you got your you softball fans who are – But, but yeah. inevitably, except for last night because it was anybody get in. But, I mean, even when there's a bunch of people there, what's missing? 
the premium seating. How many times do you see these huge games in the past for OU and the, the, the fans closest to the action aren't there? That's the opposite of what you want, right? Yeah. And I know they let them move down and all that, but that even makes that even takes away that problem even more when you can move down after tip and, and fill those seats that aren't being filled because people don't care about OU basketball that buy those tickets. A bunch of them. Now, some of them do. But you got to get the OU basketball fans in there because there's way more OU football fans that don't care about basketball than there are, you know, just true basketball fans. The problem is you're not getting those people in there in the premium seating to, to generate an atmosphere. So that's the, the one thing about is, yeah, it'd be nice to have a new arena. It'd be shiny and new and people go see it for two or three years, but then what? Are we just back to, you know, is, is it back to half-field new arena like they are at a half-field Lloyd Noble? Last night was a good sign in that the fans haven't completely given up on OU basketball. You want my honest take? Now you got to get them in there. You want my honest take? What? I thought it was embarrassing to say, hey, free, please well, they come. Thought, listen, they thought that. I thought it was embarrassing. They've done it before with weather. I mean, against Baylor a couple years ago, it was the same. I mean, here's the deal. With the with what the weather was forecasted to be, and it is in a lot of places right now. Oh, yeah. Okay, what are you going to go spend those prices to brave the weather? No. But if it's for free, yeah, let's try it. And plus, they got extremely lucky because the weather was perfect and it hadn't moved in yet. Right. And so that allowed a lot of people to do it. Um, you know, it, yeah, here you go. Pick the right in-state, in-state players. Yeah, I, I, who, who's the kid they got from Ada? Part of this upcoming class or maybe the next one. I can't remember. One of the in-state players. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with the class other than the two that you mentioned. Well, you'd from, like from Texas, but you'd certainly like to see Dayton Forsyth, but that's going to be a battle. The way he's blowing up at Dale right now, and Jeremy Bijan has not been what it looked like he could be. You know, he's like a glue guy. He's not a. He's not. I mean, you know, a star. More Cade Davis than. Blake Griffin and not even Cade to this point in his career. He's not even that. Not at this point. Cade was filling it up. Eh, not yet. But more, than, more than this kid. Yeah, more. I mean, but also we'll give him two more years if he doesn't leave. I mean, is that's this a, year two? Yeah, this is year two. Yeah, he, if he doesn't leave, yeah. Which is, you know, it's, it's, all, it's a possibility for anybody. But you've got to the, the people that actually want to support and be there. You've got to get, be, figure out a way to get them in there. And it's clear that there are some because there was a packed house last night. I mean, that is saying something. It was a Wednesday at eight o'clock. I mean, the eight o'clock I mean, versus was, six o'clock is a real thing. Yeah, I was questioning. God, Wednesday night, eight o'clock. Yes, it's Bedlam. That should spark a little interest, but eh, weather is iffy. 
Well, and here's and it wasn't full of OSU fans either. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like they had half the crowd in there. It wasn't that way. It just it was a terrible time to just absolutely flop. And you hope you didn't run the ones off that got there. Uh, run them off. The ones that got there. You hope you didn't run them off by just being so putrid. But, hey, I mean, all you saw was, I've never seen it like this. I've never seen the Lloyd Noble Center like this. Well, it's the way it always used to be. Yeah, I remember that. It's the way it always used to I be. I remember, yes. Just not it that way right now. It could be Saturday versus a sub-500 once upon a time, kids, Baylor was bad at everything. Yeah. And it could be a Saturday morning at 11 o'clock, Baylor in town, and the place would still be packed. Uh-huh. And rocking. And rocking. That's where – And you sat down and – I mean, if it was – I mean, I was a kid, high schooler. I circled it. I was like, this is when – when does OU play? Saturday. 11 o'clock. And I'd sit down and watch it. And that's where the – Now the, I – now, like last night, I saw the way it was going. I was like – I'm going to turn my music and mute this thing because this – I'm going to keep track of the score, but I'm going to help the wife out in the kitchen with the dishes because that's something I'd rather be doing than watching this crap. I quit paying attention to it when it was 24 to 12. Beat Bobby Flay was on TV. <laughs> yeah, I checked the score. Oh, nope. Not turning that on. Yeah. Bad. It just wasn't very good, and it was a bad time to do that with everything that was there. All right. Let's take a break. <laughs> Do you think there is a solution? Winning fixes everything, but I'm trying to find where do you find that? How do you get there? And it's just at the end of the day, better basketball. I think that's right. Speaking of uh, Tucker family beef, Monty, uh, me and four of my college buddies took turns standing in line for 12 hours to get into Gallagher-Iba to see Bedlam back when it was Big Country versus Ryan Miner. Heck yeah. That's what it used to be. That seems so long ago. Doesn't it? But those were those were good games. I mean, heck, the Quite honestly, right now, like Cade Cunningham versus whoever from OU seems forever ago. Yeah. And it was just a couple of years. That was just a couple of years ago. Yep. Billy got kicked out. He didn't. Not, he didn't get on the mic and complain. No, about they didn't. The let, they didn't that let him get on the mic. At not Gallagher, Gallagher Iba. Iba. <laughs> uh, That's one of the best. One of the best audios from in-game of all time. Yes. Ed Hightower did not appreciate Billy's words to the crowd that night inside Lloyd Noble against Missouri. <laughs> did not appreciate it by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I mean those. Gosh, I mean, that's why it's almost so sad in, in a lot of ways. Is you know, it, it's been it's been a while since that's been re- like really at its height, right? I mean, you got to go back to Eddie and Kelvin. There's been some years scattered in, but they're they're for a, a solid fifteen years or so. You know, that was good basketball being played. You know, there there was a, a down year here and there for each side. But nothing like really what we've seen last two years, even back to maybe Cade Cunningham's year. 
and I know we're we've been on this topic a while most of the show, but um and it's probably another discussion to be had, but is it just a testament of college basketball overall as a it's whole? It's part of it. I mean, the interest level is waning with uh, most players seeing more better options than going to college. You know, some of the better players are just opting either to go overseas out of high school or somewhere, you know, is it that NIL, transfer portal, is it the interest level of college basketball right now? It's just kind of, I won't say at an all-time low, but it's not as high as those days we just spoke of. Okay, but here's the question. Why? Yeah, that's the question, though. I don't. Why is it? I, I think it's because you can't get an, an attachment necessarily to some of these guys. That's true. And see, here's where I, if they do it right, here's where I'll disagree with Drew just a little bit when he's talking about it's only going to get worse if the NBA allows high school kids to get drafted. See, I disagree with that a little bit. At, if they'll make them stay two, the baseball rule. Well, that's baseball three. Baseball rule's three, but it's essentially the baseball rule. Okay, if you make them stay three. See, that's when all of a sudden you can start, you know, the idea of it is then you start falling in love with your players and getting to see them multiple years. But there's another there, there's another problem with that. What's that? The transfer portal. Yeah. So, then, yeah. you know, you, you think, okay, yeah, we got these guys and we're seeing this in football. It's like the realization for football fans is starting to hit them in the face. Basketball fans have known this for a while now. This is the way of the world. You don't get used to anybody. And unless you really, truly care about college basketball, it's pretty disenchanting. Because you have no faith that the the guy that was awesome for you this year is going to be back next year. Exactly. It's. I mean, you're already seeing it with me when I'm in football and recruiting. Like, well, that's, that's all well and good, but... Well, but it's who's going to be around here. But the I mean, basketball fans have accepted it because they've seen it firsthand. Right. Football fans are just now getting a taste of it, yeah, and figuring out. Wait a minute, and maybe that means then the football people get mad and and they'll fix something that'll help basketball too. A byproduct of a new rule to try to help football will also really help basketball. You know, whether it be sitting out a year after one, tran- you know, whatever it might be. Maybe that that actually ends up helping basketball more than what it would football. All right, so we talked a little bit about Brady yesterday, and I mentioned the uh, kind of the, the Mount Rushmore idea, and it's brought to my attention with some different i different people or players or whatever. Should there be two different Mount Rushmores? Okay, why? One. For team sports athletes, and one for individual sports athletes. That's a good one. That is a good one. So you're talking your tennis players, your golf players, Olympic athletes, Olympic boxers, athletes, boxers versus your football, basketball, etc. Right? Yeah, hockey. That's a good. That's a good question because it it really is hard to quantify stats or championships for say Tom Brady versus Tiger Woods. Yeah. 
Because what Tom Brady did, he elevated an entire team with. He made some other guys look really good. Yeah, and some other guys made him look good at times too. That's true. And then on the other side of it, you got Tiger. He just he did it. It was him, right? Nobody punched the nobody punched Joe Frazier in the face, but but Muhammad Ali, <laughs> right? Right. He didn't have this. Isn't WWE? Teddy Bruschi didn't sneak in and smack him under the chair over the back of the head, and then you know Ali dance around, get up and dance around and say, "Oh yeah, looky there, <laughs> count to three, count to ten, whatever." You know that's not the way that works. I think it has merit because I think it's different things. The the idea not not only the accomplishments of the guys on the team, but but being able to fit into the team aspect of the game, being able to be a leader of of men, and know what buttons to push, and you know all that kind of thing. I really, I'm normally against stuff like this. Because it feels like now you're just trying to award extra people that you can't make a decision on, right? Yeah. But I think with this, because they are such separate things, they're completely different, I think I agree. I really do. I, I think I, I think I agree that there's a there's a need for a team sports Mount Rushmore and an individual sports Mount Rushmore. I get it. I can get on board with that. I get why it's. I get why that was brought up, and I and I get why it would, why it makes sense. So having said that, you want to fire one out there? <laughs> I'm trying, and we're against the clock. Are do we? You, you have yours. Are we up against yeah, the clock? Know. We can probably do whatever we want. Have you? Do you have yours? Well, so yesterday go? I had three team sports and one individual with Ali, so that means I'd have to take out Muhammad Ali and put somebody else in there, alongside Jordan. Uh, Brady and Wayne Gretzky, and for me, it would have to be. I'd probably lean more toward a basketball player, just because there's fewer people on the floor. Mm-hmm. So to me, they would affect it more. Or, or you know, we brought up Pele on it's soccer. Oh yeah, guy like that, you know. What else is there for team sports? Uh, I, I I agree with Brady, Jordan, Gretzky. In my fourth, I went with Babe Ruth. Yeah, that's probably you know because we, we brought him up. That's probably where I'd go. Kind of set that standard yeah, of of how, how in baseball. baseball. We can't even think of baseball in the team sports. We, yeah, you know, that's probably where I'd go to. I know we talked about Babe Ruth and hitting more home runs and teams and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And doing it extremely overweight and while smoking a cigar and beer between innings, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and this is another There's, name I thought of, Bill Russell. That's Bill, why when I Bill brought Russell. up basketball, Bill Russell is a guy from a winning standpoint. All those what eleven titles with with Boston and would you consider Jeter? He's kind of the modern day Brady, but of baseball with what he did yeah. with the Yankees, one of the best, most storied franchises in all of sports and he had won at a high level a lot he could be considered that the captain but i go back to to babe ruth because like i said he kind of set that standard he was when you said babe ruth he was the guy that everyone was chasing to be like or or you know and i know that a lot of those records have been broken since then 
but he set that standard. He kind of carried the entire league on his shoulders because when he showed up to a game, mm-hmm. everybody showed up to a game. Man, then I mean, you th- you think about the way that he dominated. Wilt's numbers are like that, but yeah. then how in the world do you put Wilt above Bill Russell when Bill Russell kicked his ass? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Over and over and over and over. The one guy Bill Russell, the one guy Wilt couldn't deal with was Bill Russell. And all the kind of the pioneering things that he did. That's that's a. So now, where would you go as far as individual guys? Ollie. And I put two golfers on here. Jack and Tiger. Exactly. And I went with Jim Thorpe. And just he's just a legend, of yeah. different individual sports. And, and and team sports, if you think about it. But, yeah, but, he was all he was all of it. But um, that's how I yeah. And of course, we know what Jack and, and um, Woods have done, and Ollie. I think you're leaning towards the tennis guy. Mm. We're kind of living in the now with him, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. These only. I'm actually thinking more about like the the Olympic people, the Carl Lewis or a uh, Michael Phelps. Yeah. But once, he, but you know, those guys are only every four years to right. gear up what to do the, something. Well, what about the Williams sisters? Or, uh, yeah, Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Sure. We've got to be, you know, if we're going to go be all, all PC like. I'm not trying to do yeah. that. I'm just, no, but she was awesome. Just take away that. Look at what she's done. She dominated mm-hmm. tennis. So, that's a great conversation to have. Team Rushmore and individual Rushmore. Yeah. Ollie, Jack. I don't know. Gosh. You know, and then another part of that conversation, kind of what we talked about yesterday, what does that entail? Does that mean you – know, and, and you were right. The individual stuff is more of in the individual sports – and you could have all these great stats, but does it mean anything if you don't have trophies? That's right. I right? Mean, because there's nobody to blame but yourself. Yeah. I mean, it makes more sense to talk about trophies with individual people than it does for team. Yeah. Because the, 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 the individual can only control so much of the team. If, if, if Tiger didn't win the U.S. Open, it was Tiger Woods' fault. If Jack, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was, I mean, under, under rare circumstances, maybe somebody else just played so well you couldn't beat them. But at the end of the day, you still had, you were the one that had control over being able to win. Whereas there's times where, you know what? Let's look back at one of those Super Bowls that Brady won. He had no control over John Casey kicking the ball out of bounds for the Panthers that set him up at the 40-yard <laughs> line. That was just a byproduct of somebody else screwing up. And speaking of Brady, is he on this Rushmore? He let's say he has all those stats, those passing records, touchdowns, all that, but only two Super Bowls. Probably not. See, it's the Super Bowls that kind of it does really elevate him. Well, right? when 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 he wins more titles than any franchise in the league, yeah. That's a differentiator out there. I mean, he's literally the winningest dude of all time, period. Team, person, doesn't matter. It's him. Yes. 
Now, on his – the one question I would have, and this is where I thought you were going to go, on Tom Brady's face on the Mount Rushmore, should Adam Vinatieri be kind of etched into his eyes for making those kicks? <laughs> yeah. What helmet is he wearing? Oh, uh, the Patriot helmet, I'll tell you that. <laughs> is he kind of plumper Tom Brady or the skinny version when he got 40? <laughs> All right, everybody. Go ahead. What, girlfriend? (laughs) Giselle, please. Everybody have a great Thursday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right.